0: Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is Ken Foster, your host for the Voices of Courage show. And today I'm calling the show The Courage to Change It Up. What does it take to live an extraordinary life? Well, my guest, Tom Creedland, has found that secret formula. In his early 20s, he actually changed his life up. When he came across a, a a passion of his and he reached out to a friend. And that friend happened to be the legendary drummer of Elton John, Nigel Olson. And when Tom connected with Nigel, he inspired him to take his life to a completely new level. I'll be right back to explain exactly what happened. I've written a new book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Unlock Your Genius, Your Soul, and to Transform Your Life. So it's daily strategies. I wrote this specifically because over the years I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of my clients that, listen, a little inspiration doesn't get it. A little wisdom doesn't get it. A little action doesn't get it. It's daily, dripping on the mind, dripping on those actions, taking specific focused actions towards your dreams and setting specific goals, right? Goals help us to transform the little self into the possibilities that we have in each of us. All of us are given dreams. And if you're sitting there and you're not manifesting that dream, just a little bit of you is chipping away every day that's not happening until you finally wake up and say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to connect with something greater than myself, my force, my God, my life, my universe, whatever. I don't care what you call it. You tune into that force and that's what's going to get you to the next level. So excited to have you today with me. And my guest is Tom Creedland. He is a singer, songwriter, fashion designer, podcaster, and entrepreneur. And in his 20s, he decided to really change it up. And he decided to learn drums by ears. And he started writing tunes and got encouraged by Several people, some of which uh, I just mentioned, uh, 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 Nigel and also Kenji uh, Suzuki of Simply Red. And on his first tour in 2019, he played a gig in all 48 contiguous uh, U.S. states. That's pretty amazing, Tom. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to interview you about your courage and how you started on this path to become the best version of yourself. Oh, well, thank you for having me,
1: Ken. It's a great pleasure to be with you.
0: Listen, yeah, that's a pretty incredible story. You know, were you, uh, were you not playing music, uh, before that? You were just kind of, or were you just kind of hacking it and thinking, uh, ah, maybe one day I'll go, go do something different or what, what were you thinking before you got into it full time?
1: Well, I, was very passionate about music i grew up on the beatles and i was music obsessed throughout i had different phases whether it was a phase being obsessed with eminem or one being obsessed with oasis or any a number of great bands particularly and acts like elton john which is what inspired me to reach out to his drummer nigel so i was always into music uh i dabbled mostly in karaoke uh, not very good karaoke because I liked to drink quite a lot when I performed karaoke. So I was somewhat out of tune when I sang. Um, And it's not to say that when I was in my drinking years, I was unsuccessful. I started a fashion brand, which I still have today, making sustainable clothing. And, you know, I worked hard on other business ventures, but I had this kind of passion for music that I hadn't really taken action on. Um, And I feel maybe that's why I kind of turned to booze more in my spare time because I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. So I cut the I, I,
0: yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know what, uh, the first thing that goes with, uh, with, uh, addiction, of course, is your willpower, right? Your, your willpower goes away and uh you know so maybe maybe there was a piece there i know there was for me because i you know i don't know if you know this about me in 1992 i walked into doors of recovery and uh, never looked back right Mm. things have gotten better and better so i think there's something there for our audience so how let me just ask you how did you find the courage to actually quit drinking
1: that's a big deal well it was it all links back to to music um i think it I'm quite addictive, so I need something to keep me occupied, particularly when I'm not working on more formal things like my clothing business. And having music to for myself, you know, to put myself into fully was really what I needed to kind of take my mind off, not being able to go to the pub and drink pints anymore, which is obviously a great pleasure and I you know, I still miss it now.
0: Well, yeah, I I think uh, you know, there's um I don't know. I, I can't say I miss it anymore. I, what I, I would say is that I found other things to fill it up. And it sounds like that you are you're found uh, music to fill up that, that void. You know, that story with uh, um, connecting with Nigel Olson, uh, Elton John's legendary drummer, how did that happen for you?
1: Well, I reached out to Nigel by email. I was already a veteran of over 25 Elton John concerts, I think. By the stage, I reached out to Nigel. And bearing in mind, I'd only started... Attending Elton John concerts in 2010, that was probably like, yeah, four years later, five years later, um, that I reached out to Nigel for the first time. Um, And, you know, as I got to know him, I discovered that, in fact, he hadn't had a great deal of musical training. And that also led me to discover that most pop musicians, rock musicians, don't have much musical training. A lot of them can't read probably the majority of them can't read anything other than chord charts. So that's highly encouraging. I mean, it's not particularly difficult to play like 90% of your average pop rock songs that you might be a fan of. You might think it's like rocket science. Um And some things are really complicated in music, like jazz fusion and classical music and learning to read really complicated bits of music. But f- mostly what your average music fan will think is really, really difficult isn't. Um, And so Nigel, as well as being a fantastic player, and I'm not belittling him by saying that what he does is simple. um, What he does is from the heart and soul. You know, there's no jazz fusion player that could do what he does as well as he does. Um, But music, my overriding point here is that music is more simple than you might think. So if you've got any boozers listening who would love in their heart of hearts to play guitar or sing, you know, it's actually probably easier than you might think.
0: You know, I, I really like that thought. I, did, I didn't realize that most people uh, didn't really know uh, how to read music. Um, I think that's, you know, I started playing guitar when I was about 14. And somewhere around 16, I, I realized that I could play by ear. I could I could write songs. I could do it all. But there was a disconnect because I thought you had to read music. I thought you had to study. And so I stopped. So that's that's a big piece. I, I'm
1: glad you mentioned that to people. Well, yeah, it's not essential. Uh, it can help with certain things quicker. If you want to learn like a guitar solo, of it would help mm-hmm. uh, to be able to read music, to play a really complex guitar solo, but you could still learn it by ear. Um, and the amount of time that it might take you to learn to read to m- to learn to read music to the extent that you could just literally pick up anything and play it. I mean, that's years and years of dedication hours and hours a day, and you probably don't need it. You could probably learn most solos and intros that you need um, quite quickly enough by ear. I mean, bearing in mind, you know, what do you, what you want to play music for? Um, If you want to play music to play live, how many tunes can you play live? You don't need to learn like 500 guitar solos. You probably need to learn five for your average gig of like 20 songs. I mean, it's all a question of breaking down what you actually want to achieve rather than sort of saying, right, I need to learn to read Bach and Beethoven and really complicated things. I mean, if that's your aim, then go for it. But that wasn't my aim. And Nigel inspired me to realize that.
0: Yeah, I I think that's really important. You know, I got to take a quick break when I come back. um, What I want to ask you is what are the stories that need to be told with your songs? So, We'll take a quick break, and then we'll be right back.
2: There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic, residential recovery program exclusively for women, for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214 760-814-8214 Villa Kalima, a place for transformation.
3: Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love?
0: Well, welcome back, everybody. This is your host Ken Foster, and today I'm talking to uh, Tom Creedland. Tom is a singer-songwriter, fashion designer, podcaster, entrepreneur. He's also got a tour coming up that we're going to talk about with the stylist. Uh, before I get there, though, I w- did want to ask you that question. You know what? What do you think? Uh, what messages do do you need to put out in the world? What do people need to hear with your songs?
1: Well, first and foremost, with my songs, what I'm looking to achieve is not necessarily putting out a message. I hope the message of me taking up songwriting is inspiring, giving up drinking, taking up songwriting. But when it comes to music, I think actually we've got too many musicians, and this probably applies to most pop culture figures, but particularly musicians are too prone these days to telling you who to vote for, what to do in your personal life, how to behave in X, Y, Z context, and... You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that wasn't what the Beatles did. That's not what Oasis did. That's not what the Stones did. That's not what, you know, Smokey Robinson did. Uh, It's not what the Supremes did. I don't see why we need as musicians to lecture people. So my overriding goal is to write songs that have great melodies and that bring people joy just by putting on the song and listening to it um, and appreciating the melody as opposed to yeah. kind of pointing the finger at people like I see so yeah. many of the modern day pop stars do. Um, but if I can also give hope and encouragement through my message of taking up music versus taking up binge drinking myself to death, then that's also uh a very good thing too. <laughs> <make. laughs>
0: I love that. Well, you know, words matter, and back in uh, with the uh, in past generations, not only did they bring uh, amazing melodies and fun and joy and laughter with the music Uh, we also had words that deep words of wisdom and understanding and and courage that you know that inspired greatness in us didn't tell us what to do what didn't do what not to do and point fingers at people we didn't have a lot of that uh, and i think that's coming back because i think you know uh, in uh, uh, (laughs) 1918 we had the spanish flu right Right. And then we had 1920s hit and the roaring 20s in this country. Everybody started coming out and dancing and feeling joy and, and back in the music and clubs and everything else. I got a feeling that's coming for us. But I think you play a big part in that because, um, I, you know, I, I think anything that can stop polarizing us as a nation and as a world, um, if we can bring in some music that just brings us together, I think that you're dead on with that, Tom.
1: Well, thank you, Ken. And, you know, I I definitely didn't want to obscure there with my answer that there are some fantastic songs about issues such as civil rights and, you know, the Vietnam War. Uh, I mean, an album, for example, like What's Going On by Marvin Gaye is the perfect marriage of, you know, exquisite melodies with very deep, meaningful lyrics that talk about political, social uh, economic, cultural problems that were going on in the 70s. And now there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with great album like uh, A Quiet Storm by Smokey Robinson or What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. These are masterpieces. Uh, a lot of Bob Dylan masterpieces um, touched upon social and political issues, um, or at least alluded to them, even though he kind of denies it now. Whereas now we get the likes of, I mean, you know, uh, Demi Lovato doing... A song like Commander-in-Chief and I just personally find it pitiful um the the sort of vacuousness of of political commentary um from the Hollywood elites who don't know what it's like um for most ordinary people going through a pandemic um and going through the current atmosphere of political polarization which which you've just alluded to there so I'm You know, I'm a tiny artist. I'm just supporting the stylistics later this year, as you kindly mentioned. Um, So I don't have much of a platform. but I only want to use my platform to sort of bring people together as much as I can, um, rather than to to try and get popular uh, by just jumping on another bandwagon that kind of excludes a lot of ordinary people. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, so
0: I sometimes wonder if that generation has passed. I mean, you know, where we're talking about coming together instead of, uh, you know, attacking one another. Um, a lot of, lot of music today does, uh, it's, it's attack music. It's hateful music. There's a lot of that, uh, you know, there's also a lot of good music out there, but the media tends to focus on, on the negative in, um, you know, I guess sometimes the buyers tend to go on that way too. So, Um, maybe we can turn that around. Well, listen, I want to switch gears a little bit (laughs) on your uh, clothing design because you have a unique approach to clothing design, and I think it's just fantastic. You're really looking at a sustainable clothing line. That uh, Don't you give a guarantee for uh, several years? uh, 30 years. How many years? 30 years. 30 30 years. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about that. So uh, tell me a little bit about it and how you got into that.
1: Well, I started that, um, you know, kind of before I turned my life around, um, boozing wise, Uh, I got a government startup loan here in the UK. And I started the business kind of, you know, from home with experience as a university graduate, I wanted to break into fashion, it quickly became apparent that sustainability is going to be a massive focus when it comes to all industries, not least fashion, which is the world's second most polluting industry. And I spied a great opportunity to create a business, a long lasting business, making long lasting products. So the idea being that something like just a plain sweatshirt like this um, should be so well made that it lasts for 30 years. I mean, this is how clothing used to be. A lot of jackets and coats and things that we've got here used to last this long. Uh, It's only recently that Kind of fast fashion brands have popped up with planned obsolescence and clothing wearing out more quickly. So that was the idea. And also, might I add that for those of you who are kind of fed up of being lectured about climate change and um, when you've got so many other problems going on, um, my brand, which is called Tom Cridland and the products are called the 30 year collection. So the 30 year sweatshirt, 30 year t shirt, et cetera. It's not a brand about lecturing ordinary people it's not a brand about saying you need to do more to combat climate change it's simply a brand saying we make great clothing we'll guarantee it for 30 years we'll fix it if anything goes wrong or even replace it if it gets to that extent of damage Um so we've kind of got your back as customers we want to do our best for you and that as a result um will make us stand out from the crowd and it's also got the added bonus of being more sustainable and helping fight climate change
0: so what um, um, I think what happens with fashion today is that people have been trained to get tired of their clothing. In other words, it's out of style next year. It's out of style the following. You know, they want this. Uh, there's this turnover, and we've been programmed to think you can't wear that sweatshirt for more than uh, one year
1: or two years. How do you combat that with the brand? Well, if people look at it, realistically, there are certain items that are going to remain in your wardrobe, plain white tees, plain sweatshirts, tracksuits, suits, um, plain jackets, jeans, chinos, plain shirts. I mean, a lot of what we buy that goes out of fashion are things like or wear, wear out kind of quickly, things like shoes, trainers, uh, jewellery kind of more funky items of clothing maybe we might even get a bit embarrassed about in future. But the plain stuff, like a great-fitting pair of jeans or a great-fitting T-shirt, that's not really going to change that much. So that's the ethos behind it, Um, just to try and make these things wear out less quickly so that you can, if you want to, buy something new, and a bit outlandish that you may not even like in a couple of years' time, you can. <laughs> I love it. Hey, well,
0: tell everybody where they can get the uh, clothing line, Tom, and also uh, uh, where they can get your music, too.
1: So everything's at TomCridland.com, and uh, you can, yeah, head there, and that it's all laid out pretty neatly, um, so you can find out more about the clothing and the music there. That's awesome. Well, i got to get me a 30-year T-shirt or t- sweatshirt. Oh, well- Ken, yeah. yours will have to be complimentary after this. Well, hey, I'm,
0: I'm I'm open for that. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love that. You know, i will <laughs> be going like, yeah, Tom is on my show, and I this this is going to be for 30 years. You may have to patch it a couple times, but it's going to be good. It's going to be with me. So excellent. I, yeah, I, I like I have that. Let that to happen. I like that. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, um, uh, let me see. I got to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap up, and uh, got some uh, a couple. Uh, uh, questions that I think you'll really enjoy when we come back, everyone. I'm looking forward to it, Ken.
2: There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California, at 760-814-8214, 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation.
0: Have you recently used your phone, computer, and Wi-Fi? and wondered if they might be affecting your sleep focus or possibly even your well-being? Living Design Technology has investigated recent developments in how electromagnetic energy, coming from a variety of sources, including cell phone, Wi-Fi, microwave, radio, and TV, are impacting people and their environment. They have developed simple, effective tools That support the harmonizing of the electromagnetic energies present in your home, office, and car. Living Design Technology works by providing the information nature needs to balance the electromagnetic energies in your environment. It's amazing. Nature is actually doing the work when Living Design Technology is present. Find out more at livingdesigntechnology.com forward slash courage and put in the code COURAGE to get 20% off your first order. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hey, today my guest is Tom Creedland. I'll get right back to my guest, but I want to give a shout-out to some of our networks out there that are really doing a great job for us. Uh, Podopolo Network. If you haven't found Podopolo, they're a podcasting group that has, has gamified podcasting, It's they're awesome. also want to give a shout-out to my friend Sam over there at, uh, at talkradio.nyc, Talk Radio New York City. And also want to say hi to Doug and Don over at BBS Radio and Jason at AMFM 247. All you guys are doing a great job. Also, Johan at UK Health Radio. If you haven't listened to UK Health Radio, you should. They've got like a million uh, vi- listeners every every uh, month right now. And uh, they're growing in leaps and bounds because they're talking the truth about health. So I hope you'll check them out. All right. I want to get back to my guest now. And my guest is Tom creedlender He's a singer songwriter, fashion designer, and podcaster, and a serial entrepreneur who's making a difference in the world with his clothing, clothing design, and also his the music he's putting in the world. I I, I really love your music, Tom. So let me okay. ask you this: um, you uh, I, I know you don't want to preach to the world, but I want to ask you what. What would you say your message to the world is right now, since you have this platform that you can actually maybe uh, inspire
1: a few people? Well, I think that you should, if I had to give any message, I would say that you should always have faith in yourself. You should ignore, and these may sound like cliches, but they're very true. I think you should, no matter what, always persevere if you believe that you were meant to do something. I think that you should always work extremely hard at it and be honest with yourself about how hard you're working. Um, I think you should never complain if you know in your heart of hearts that you haven't put enough effort into achieving what you want to. Uh, I also think that being genuinely modest um as much as possible is a really good trait. Obviously, you might need to promote yourself and you shouldn't be kind of fake humble uh, really trying to be modest to not get carried away when things go too. when things go right don't get too arrogant don't get too conceited because your next problem is only going to be just around the corner so really to narrow it down more concisely to three things never give up work very hard and don't get too conceited when things go well I think you nailed it. You know, I think, I think I'd think i add
0: one more to that. And that would be question everything. Like when Tom came on the show, prior to the show, he questioned me about all the show, everything. He's very inquisitive. And I think when we are learners and uh, we become leaders mm-hmm. eventually. So, Tom, it's been a blessing to have you on the show, man. I hope you come back and do this with me again. Much success. To you we, we didn't get to the stylists, um, but I know you got, uh, when is that? Coming in October,
1: I think it is. Um, yes, yeah, the end of October, uh, I'm going on tour with the stylistics and uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, um, it will be in the UK. Hopefully we'll go to the US as well at some point in 2022. Man, if you can come to the US,
0: uh, let me know because I'll be the first one buying a ticket. I'd love to see you, love to see them. So that, that thank you, it great. Yeah, it's a great job. All right. Well, I hope you can hold on backstage for a minute and I'm going to close out our show. I want to thank everybody today for being part of the Voices of Courage show. If you'd like to get our replays, you can go to voicesofcourage.us. And if you'd like to send me a question or a comment or a theme for a show, you can email me at viewer at voicesofcourage.us. And of course, if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, you'll never miss a show. So until next time. I pray that you will continue to see the unseeable and know the unknowable and do the impossible and have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.